Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 280 for the week of September 28th, 2013. Chris Privateer here with a bunch of RP Gamer crazies, starting off with Anna Marie Privateer. Mm. Hmm? Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Anna Marie still recovering from toe surgery, propped up on pillows on the couch. Wee. Oui. Wee. Oui. Also here, from the great state of England, John Yearworth. Now with significantly improved sound quality. Yay! No longer sounds like he's communicating to us across the fifth dimension. Finally, yeah, Manny, who's weird. traveled across five dimensions just to get here to be on this week, Emmanuel Marino. I think in this country we call them states. States? Oh, okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, what, what was your favorite state mention that you had to go through this week? I think the one that surprised me most was Indiana. What happened in Indiana? Nothing. It's just a nice, clean state. With Indianapolis is a thriving metropolis. It's it's a great state. Did you drive or fly? Drive. You drove. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if I if I flew? It took me that long. Did I go in like I a was blimp, kind a of dirigible? Conf- oh, that would have been awesome. No, it wouldn't have been. You rented the Goodyear blimp to travel cross country. Sure. No, I think that's sure. what you did. You're just not telling us. You want to keep it secret. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> that's exactly what you did. What did uh? <laughs> So all those states you went through, Indiana, Indiana, the only one, huh? Like the rest yeah. of them, dirty places that no one should, uh, f- you know, frequent at all. Well, one of them was honestly, but which one? Discuss it later. Oh, okay. Uh, so what? Uh, where'd you cross the mountains? I didn't. Oh. Just went around them. How do you go around the Rocky Mountains? Easy. There's not. They're, they're not. They don't extend all the way to the southwest into Mexico. You went into Mexico. I'll forget it. So what's new this week? I'm confused. How did Manny get through the mountains? Write in with your theories to podcast at rpgamer.com. For the rest of us, let's uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Starting off with my wife, Anna, what you been playing this week? Um, let's see here. I have been playing Inazuma 11. Oh, have you really? That game is hard. Is it? Anna's Anna. It's because uh, it's football, and we're I'm not good at sucking football, at football. Here in the U.S. I'm gonna have to get together with Alex. John, you need to give her. Some... You need to give her football tips. I need I'm, some I, I'm not advice. The, I'm not the good football person in this relationship. Well, what, That's David. Well, it's get not David me. to help. Yeah, I might have to get David because he knows. Is, all is the he good at things. anime style football? No, my, he's not good at anime is... football. My problem is, is I keep getting penalties, and I don't know why I'm getting them. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So you're saying the game doesn't do a good job of teaching you the rules. Well, it presumes you know the, the rules of footy. Yes, it does. does I, as far as I remember, at least, I don't think Inazuma 11 had a uh, version of the offside rule. Yeah, it does. Oh, does it? Oh. Yeah. Oh, That's Christ. what I keep getting nailed with. <laughs> So it's good, but I suck at it. So I decided to put it aside for a little bit and try out Tales of the Abyss. All 3DS? Yes. Um, I've gotten like half an hour in, and it's not sucking me in so far. I'm going to give it a little bit longer and see what happens. And then... (laughs) So I've been playing this phone game called Dragon Academy. 
just came out this week, and I'm going to disclaimer the hell out of this. It's like, this is my opinion and not that of RP Gamer, blah, 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 because holy crap, I was totally not going to play this game because the PR that introduced it to me was the worst PR email that I have ever seen. It had spelling errors. It had like stupid short forms like, email me if you have any cues. It was just. Did you have any cues? No. Other than, can I send your press release back to you and mark all of the spelling errors was in he, it? Was Were any of his spelling errors actually missing the letter Q? No. Oh, that would have been perfect, too. That would have been really good. And, I mean, the problem was, is it's like, I'm pretty sure what he did was, like, a text-to-speech when he wrote it out. Oh, perfect. And That's just, the way you should write everything. I know, isn't it? And it's just... He When he went back and read it, he didn't fix any of the issues. And, I mean, it's sad because it's like some of the things that he miswrote could have actually been really good puns. Like, um, you're, it's a it's Candy Crush Saga with dragons. Oh, that sounds like a waste of um, space on the iPhone. <laughs> we don't it's need another bad. one of those. Um, and so at one point, it, there's a couple times that he actually misspells match three as hatch three. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's been a great game? pun if you'd actually intended it to be a great pun. But it's just a stupid spelling error. Oh, because it's dragons and you're hatching yeah. them. Oh, yeah. that would have been good. See, it's a match three where you're actually matching dragon eggs. Okay. And I mean, if he'd played that up as like a good pun, then it would have been funny. Well, maybe he did, but he just, maybe he did intend it as a pun and it was just really poorly handled. Maybe, but oh, it's just, this just strikes me as like Cousin Mikey is doing PR for, you know, video games now and we can't not give this to him. So we'll throw it at him and in, you know, four months when he sucks, um, we'll actually hire someone who knows what the hell they're doing so i don't know i should actually google out and see how many people picked up the press release because i don't think it was that many people (laughs) doing him a favor by not picking it up (laughs) so yeah it's on yeah then the itunes links in the press release were wrong and (laughs) well those aren't important right well and there was also one spot where it was like coming to the google play store at insert link here uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten a lot of really bad English press releases in my day, and this is still the worst press release I have ever seen. <laughs> so tell me about the game. It's Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> all right, that's all you want. To, all right. Cool. Yeah, I mean, if you've played, and the thing is, is um, for better or for worse, the game actually presumes that you've played Candy Crush Saga, or at least familiar with the mechanics in Candy Crush Saga. So this is really for people who are tired of Candy Crush Saga and want to play something else. So um, the one thing that I do like is is um, the pay gates come much later than Candy Crush Saga, because after the first world of Candy Crush, forget it. They're they're trying to nickel and dime you every you know turn that they get. Um, in Dragon Academy, you to to finish a level and to move on to the next one, you have three options. You can pay for it, obviously. You can harass your Facebook friends, and you have to harass a fair few of them to unlock stuff. Or you can just get three stars on every level. And if you're like me and don't mind replaying levels a few times, then getting three stars isn't actually that difficult. There's one or two levels in each set of ten that they've set up so that it's really hard to get the third star. Normally you just get two stars. Um, And that's obviously intended for you to purchase and use power-ups. 
So they've been really subtle about the way that they've monetized the game. And I'm sure if they get enough publicity going, they're going to make money hand over fist. But they're going to need some love. This is going to need to go viral or get some good PR. So, yeah, I mean, if you like Candy Crush Saga but don't like how much it beats you over the head with how much it wants you to pay, try this. See if you like it. I would say avoid all Candy Crush clones. Now, I do like the fact that it fixes some of the things that I don't like about Candy Crush Saga. Um, For example, at the end of timed levels in Candy Crush Saga, if you don't have your score, you're just screwed. Even if you have pieces on the board that could give you additional points, it just completely discounts them. In Dragon Academy, it blows up all of your eggs and uses your dragon's special ability and then decides if you failed the level. Okay. So that I appreciate. And I mean, that is the other thing that's cool that sets this aside from Candy Crush Saga is because it's a Dragon Academy. You have Mm. a dragon and they all have different abilities. Mm. There's three you can unlock by playing and three you have to pay for. Oh, Anna, tell me there's something else you played beside this. Uh, no, that's my week. Oh, God. And, uh, Manny, did you play anything? I remember the show used to be about RPGs. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, not much. Just GTA, a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of GTA 5. Oh, you got GTA 5? Yeah. Oh, you don't buy new games usually, so that's surprising. No, that's not true. I just haven't found any that were worth buying right away. Okay. Have you enjoyed it? I've like I said I've I've I got here yesterday. Oh, the day before. The day before. And that day I slept. I played maybe one or two hours at the most, and I spent most of that time driving around the city. All right. Well, we're RPG Just cast anyway. People for... don't come to us for GTA Five impressions, right? Wait, what were you looking for in the city? Just places I know. I found many UCLA. I went to the Getty. Went down to the Santa Monica Pier. All right. You can find pictures of me doing these things on my Twitter feed at Marino EM. Hmm. I'm going to go there during the show and find them. Yeah, man, you wouldn't know I would have been backward if you actually followed me on Twitter. I do follow you. How many people do you follow? Like a thousand? That everything just sort of zooms I, by? I follow a lot of people. I just got <laughs> some act, uh, checking out the view from downtown. Oh, look at this. Ah! That's not you. Okay. So let's see. That looks weird. The non-Getty Museum. All right, so I'll, I'll keep looking at those. In the meantime... It looks weird. It looks exactly like the Getty. I don't know what the Getty looks like. So I don't know. Mini UCLA. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Okay, so John, save us. Did you play an RPG, please? Say yes. Um, does Final Fantasy fourteen count? Yes! The problem okay. is there's nothing new to talk about, is there? <laughs> well, I hit level 50. Yay! Yay! And you have, like, crazy AF. Yes, I do. Two sets of it, because I get that choice between Scholar and Summoner. Hmm. You get a choice. Um, I, okay. Well, Arcanist has two jobs that it can equip. Everybody else currently only has one. They're okay. planning on introducing more for the other ones, but at the moment, uh, that's the only one that has two. Oh, I do you see. have any idea what I'm talking about? Yes, I do, actually. Okay. I was just trying to break through the awkward silence. Ah, awkward silence. Our um, favorite thing. I haven't finished the story yet. I'm one... Uh, I am one dungeon away from finishing the main story. And then what happens? 
Oh, I get the fun, fun, fun times of the post-game, you know, raiding content if I really want to do it. So they have raiding content that's not tied to any story stuff? Uh, I believe um, the, like, the current, or at least the stuff that's currently there, um, does have or does tie into the story. It's just the main thrust of the story ends when I do this dungeon. Hmm. Um, I probably can't really comment on it because I haven't actually got there yet. I need to finish that dungeon first. Um, that's about it. The only thing that really diff- makes the the one that I just the dungeon I just did and the one that I have to do to finish the story off is they're eight person dungeons as opposed to four. Hmm. But that's about it. Yeah, all right. um, cool. yeah uh, more European Vernalis four, so more. Um, uh, numbers, numbers, glorious numbers. <laughs> numbers everywhere. The game. It is, yeah. It is basically spreadsheets. The game in medieval times. Now I see on um, here you played Star Citizen. Well, the reason why I put Star Citizen on there because I did. I had it on there last week. Was um, mostly just so um, doing some adjusting of graphic settings to get some decent screenshots taken of the damn thing. Because hmm. if there is a if. If there is anything about this game, it looks damn pretty already, considering that the only playable um the only playable portion of it at the moment is the hangar module. And they call that pre alpha. Uh just posting a couple of links in chat. Cool. Links in chat. Hello, links in chat. Let's see. So pre alpha. Yeah, this is all pre-alpha stuff. All right, so it's a hangar with spaceship and a hangar with... Hold on. Oh, inside a spaceship with seats. And then the, this is an audio podcast, so this is thrilling, I know. And then inside a spaceship, the other side of the seats, which kind of looks like the Mass Effect co- cockpit, really. So, sort of. Not really. Never mind. So you have a spaceship. I have several, actually. I have three. You, oh, you put a lot in of money the first into this screenshot, game. You, you have, in the first screenshot, you can see one behind it. Well, I kind of splashed a bit. I had money to splash on Star Citizen when it went up on Kickstarter. So. Hmm. Which, has, which has beaten its $20 million stretch goal. So yep. it will have first-person something or other, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, that's basically all I've been doing. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen has taken up most of it. I have not played much Final Fantasy fourteen this week. I've played Anna Fantasy Type Zero, um, which is where I take care of the house and stuff while Anna's laid up in bed. Um, and then a fair amount of Phoenix Wright 3. Um, and by a fair amount, I mean I'm making really slow progress through that game. Other than that, I've just been progressing through Cookie Clicker and my second playthrough of Cookie Clicker. Um, I, I prestige. They have prestiges in that game. Um, go go Google Cookie Clicker and uh, be busy for a long time. And uh, that's it. That's all I played. Uh, sorry. Not very interesting from an RPG perspective, I know. I apologize. I'll have to finish this Phoenix Wright stuff and get back to some RPGs. Mm-hmm. Seems like everybody's tired for different reasons. I bought, tired, um, I bought Monster occupied. Hunter on sale for both uh, 3DS and Wii U. So I'm ready to like jump into Monster Hunter. Three Ultimate. Does anyone want to play with me? If so, contact me. Um, Wait, you like Monster Hunter? Yeah. Especially multiplayer huh. with other peoples. 
So if other people wants to plays, please contact me, either podcastrpgamer.com or on Twitter at Sobin1001. You know, let me know. And uh, let's see, what else? Hey, uh, if you want to join my GTA crew and we can roll around and get level up experience, let me know. I'll show you on the hotspots of L- LS, excuse me. LS. LS. Here are the most accurate parts. Is the uh, convention center and stuff in there? Uh, I haven't gotten that part yet. I've been spending all my time on the west side. Oh, okay. Cool. Let's hit up the feedback. Starting off with a post from Mr. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. You know. Bigglesworth? No, he's the dude who sends in rock songs. Oh. Legendary Zoltan. The I don't know why I blinked on that. The word, So we had this game called Esha no Logi or whatever the heck. So he wanted to tell us that. The word and in Japanese is to. Pronounced like to. So I guess it's to. Which means that in Japanese, the title of the game is eschatology, which is the word eschatology. Eschatology is the study of the end of the world theories and is pronounced like eschatology. Now you know. So that's why it's eska, um, eska and logi, um, because it's a weird transliteration from eschatology, which is a pun in an English pun with Japanese word, yeah, whatever. So that's that's what's going on with that with that game name we had last week. So. Now now we know, and knowing is half the battle. All right. Letter from Jason here. Hi, Jason. Uh, Jason's a guy I've met at M- uh, MGC a couple times. So, Sega Sammy acquiring Index Holdings and Atlas. He says, in the last show, Anna mentioned three camps with opinions about the Sega Sammy acquisition of Index and Atlas. Camp number one was that Sega screwed up Sonic, so they're going to screw up Atlas. Camp number two was Sega never brings new games to the West, so therefore we will never see another Atlas game in the West. And camp number three, Index left Atlas alone, so Sega Sammy will leave Atlas alone, meaning not much will change. Well, Jason thinks he's in a fourth cautiously optimistic camp, or perhaps a complete fantasy camp. I'm hoping that Sega will use Atlas USA as a subsidiary that can handle a lot of the marketing and localization of some of the Sega games that Sega of America has either bungled previous releases of or that Sega America has decided not to localize. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. Does my fourth camp have any hope of this becoming a reality? Here's why he's in this fourth camp. Um, he's a huge Atlas and Sega fan, particularly the Yakuza series, and Sega's decisions to stay quiet and have no plans to localize so Yakuza 5 is killing him. Also, while Atlas does make some fantastic games, Atlas USA does also make some not-so-great choices on what to localize published in their downtime, i.e. God Mode, Game of Thrones, Rock of Ages, etc. Hey, I'm going to pause right there. Yeah. They have come out and said Game of Thrones sucked, and they picked it up when it was like 40% done and actually looked good. Mm-hmm. So, and Rock of Ages did They well. said that publicly? Yeah. Where'd they say that? Uh, I think it was like a Kotaku interview. Wow, okay. But another thing is that, uh, I don't know if it was talking to you, Anna, or somebody else, but they also have these deals where they'll, they'll get like maybe a lot of games. Like, yeah. if I want to, we really want to publish this one title, but they, but we got to, to get that licensing agreement. We got to take up these other two. Yeah, that, that was my theory. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know I know a couple of other companies. I'm that going to assert, that. since I don't know their financials, I bet you some of those games that we think suck still make them money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. So it's, it's about business, it's not about putting out good games necessarily. So, But also they, with the Sega thing. <laughs> Atlas has very limited resources, and you have to ask, what's, what are they better served? Localizing the, the 
Yakuza in Japan with the Shintengumi or Persona 5 or like the equivalent or SMT4? Well, let's go into his list because there's a couple things that we should touch upon upon that list. My greatest hope is that Sega will let Atlas do what they do for their SMT, Persona, and other spinoffs like Catherine. But also in their downtime, instead of working on games like Game of Thrones, they could work on localizing and publishing games like Yakuza 5, Yakuza Ishin, Shining Force, Initial D, and Valkyria Chronicles 3. Okay. I like how he says downtime. So two of those games on that list, um, Sega has pretty much flatly said, no chance in hell. Stop asking us. It's never going to happen. Valkyria Chronicles 3. And the Yakuza Ishin. What's Ishin? It's that's... some what Yakuza spinoff. Okay. What huh? did they say? No oh, Ishin. that's the old one. That's the old Tokyo one, isn't it? I think so. I don't know, though. I'm, I'm guessing. No, no, no. It's the one that takes place. Well, whatever. That's, that's the point. Yakuza but, uh, Ishin. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the old... Oh, wait, no. Hold on. No, yeah, no, that no, is. Fine, fine. It, it, it takes place in Meiji era, and Kazuma Kiryu is in charge of Shinsengumi. But uh, it's not group. out yet. Oh, yeah. then I must be thinking of the wrong one. Well, they already had another Kenzan. old one. Yeah, they had another yeah, old Kenzan. one already. So, okay. And that's what you're Kenzan, thinking Kenzan, of. Kenzan, 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 Kenzan. Yes, Kenzan, Kenzan, Kenzan. What? And they didn't localize that one, right? No, they did not. Yeah. That, I think that's the one that I was thinking I of. I would really like that one. <laughs> So, I don't know. The, the problem is is that there aren't that many good Shining Force games that are coming out, and the ones that are good haven't sold well in Japan. There, there are good Shining Force games still coming out? Yeah, Feather. Feather? Feather was supposed to be good, but it never came here. Yeah, that sounds like... No, I think like... a better test case that everyone seems to be ignoring is the fact that uh, Sega by Creative Assembly. Who's that? Who? What? Who? The people who make the Total War games. Oh. Those games are coming out, but they're a Western developer. Yeah, they come out pretty regularly. They're doing pretty well, and Sega sort of leaves them alone and just puts their money behind their marketing. But they don't have to their be mar- localized. No, they don't. But it's still a good, if you want a test case, at least for how they handle the acquisition of another beloved French uh, company. But this is not a. I don't know. I think it's different. Hmm. This is the closest you're going to get to uh, anal- if you want to do, do some armchair anal- analysis. analysis. Yeah. Because hmm. Sega totally could have messed up Total War and how they they handle that stuff. Yeah, that this is true. Hmm. So, so you hope they would at least treat Atlas with the same respect they treat Creative Assembly. Do we know you that say, Atlas Go keep making us money? Do we know that Atlas USA is not separately owned? Yes. What do you mean? They're part so, of Index Holdings. So they're they're owned by the Japanese company. Yeah. Okay. And even if they weren't owned by the Japanese company, wouldn't they just be owned by Atlas Japan? As a subsidiary? That would be the well, Atlas of Japan is yeah, okay. Also yeah, owned is, by well, Atlas of Japan dissolved and became part of Index Holdings. Well here here. Um Natsume USA isn't actually owned by Natsume of Japan, is it? Anna? Um well, you don't know. Okay. No, I'm just not comfortable discussing that relationship because <laughs> there are multiple Natsume companies in Japan. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's Natsume, which is the Japanese arm. It's been around for like 30 years. There's Natsume Inc., which is the North American USA office. And it's been around for like almost 20 years, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, at least 16, because that's how old Tyrus Moon. I don't know. I'm just thinking like... Then there's I, Natsume Inc. Japan, oh, which is gosh. the Japanese arm of the North American division that focuses on mobile. Oh, goodness. Okay. That's but my position. point is that if Natsume Japan went away, that doesn't mean Natsume Inc. goes away, right? No. And I think, honestly, and since... And that's why I wanted to know... Japan already went away and Atlas USA didn't. I think we understand where their relationship stands. Well, I guess my question is, is how much control does Sega get of Atlas USA? That's my question. All of it. And- um, yeah, we're not able to answer that question. Okay. Who's we? You mean us? Yeah, I think us on the podcast are just not able to answer that question. We just don't have that information. Hmm. Which is why right. I think there's a lot of us. My, my point is just that there's a lot of assumption that Atlas USA will be completely under the control of Sega, and I don't know that we know that for sure. No, because I don't think they were completely under the control of Index Holdings. But again, we don't know for sure. Mm. That's just information that's not shared publicly. When what? you say control, do you mean that did the did the company give them autonomy because that was what was best for the for Atlas USA, or that? At, Index was telling them what to do left and right. Right. That's that's my question. Is it, how much control did Index have of Atlas USA? Did it really have any control, or did Atlas USA operate separately and have to negotiate with Atlas of Japan for every release of every game? That's my question. Um, what what the the difference being that you know if Atlas USA is separate, then they can continue localizing games for RPG nerds, and we don't have to worry about what they're going to do. They're going to keep focusing on doing that. But we still have to worry, in that case, about Persona 5 and whether or not it's coming out here. Because that would be Atlas of Japan's game. Mm. Um, okay, whatever. That's, a, that's what everybody worries about anyway, so I guess, yeah. Eh, eh, eh. Sega, I don't trust them. That's my, that's my feeling. John, what do you think? Do you trust Sega? You don't care. You don't get um, Atlas games out ever anyway, because you have crappy companies like Ghostlight taking care of it. Wait, what? What? Oh, we got... Well, I'm trying... Actually, who bought Persona 4? Is Perf- Persona 4 Arena out in your country yet? Yes, it's out. Jesus. Okay. When are you going to get the update? 2025? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm estimating. <laughs> have, you seen the su- have you seen the subtitle for the... Uh, oh, we'll get to it. It's in the- we got a oh, story. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll get yeah, to it. It is kind, kind of amazing. Yeah, it is a great update title. <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, uh, I, I, I think my problem is, is I kind of like Sega when they, um, from their, like their Western developer stuff, like um, Sonic and All Stars, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transforms, probably like one of the greatest kart racing games I've ever played. Hmm. Um, and and also not to mention they preside over the Creative Assembly, who currently hold a lot of my. Um, uh, like real-time strategy game licenses. At the very least, they do Total War, which is really good. I didn't know Except, they had that many licenses. I thought it was Total War I, uh, and. <laughs> I think they have. Um, I might be getting com- them confused with someone else, actually. Um, all right, she, yeah, yeah, Company of Heroes is someone else. Yeah. Oh no, I thought Company of Heroes was Company of Heroes was Relic. Yeah. 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 And the, well, Relic has all the good owns. license stuff. They have Company Heroes yeah. and the Warhammer stuff and whatnot. Yeah, different. Uh, different. Sega still has that one, but different developer. Yeah. Um, no, that was THQ. Did they buy them from THQ? Yeah. 
I okay. think so. Okay, uh, so that's what's going on. Because when they produced the Company of Heroes new Steam version, um, which was uh, is a version on Steam which removes the old uh, Relic server requirements and replaces it with Steamworks, I believe there's a Sega publisher logo. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's a little confusing. Well, anyway, they, they hold a number of RTS licenses that I like, basically. Um, and it's kind of like, well... Persona 4 was extremely popular. Persona 4 Arena was still pretty popular. I can't see them not localizing Persona 5 at this point. Even though it's Sega. Because, <laughs> I mean, Se- Sega had a choice to not localize either Valkyria Chronicles or Valkyria Chronicles 2, and they localized them both. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, localizing Valkyria Chronicles 2 may have been a mistake, but... And then they're not doing 3. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, it's... That's hey, but from their perspective, though, I mean, you you burn them twice. You know, <laughs> how many times are we are they going to get kicked before they say, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore? Mm-hmm. I suppose I mean, it's not like Valkyria Chronicles One. I mean, it, that game is notoriously the, one of those games you missed on every list. Games you missed this generation that were great. And then what number two was like even more so. Games you missed on PSP that were great. Games that you should be playing. How many times does Sega want to end up on that list with Valkyria Chronicles? Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, at a certain point, we can't get too mad at them if nobody bought the game. <laughs> they, should we really expect them to take a loss just for the handful of us who would buy it? I don't know. I get it, though. I'll just say this. I understand the decision. Here's a weird thing that's happening to me right now. There's a dude on... Steam messaging me asking me what I play on my Wii U. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Is this code? No. It's Show me your blank. Legitimately, somebody's doing this right now. I yeah, no. Is he asking you for something you don't, you're unaware of yet? Oh my gosh. Am I being propositioned for sex? <laughs> I didn't know that's how this worked. Okay. What do I, what do I say? How do I get how do I get that guy from Dateline or whatever on? I need help. I'm sorry, I'm only thirteen. I'm only thirteen. Leave me alone. Meet me at the McDonald's, bring beer and come. <laughs> bring beer and what? So you can prove intent. <laughs> Is that always how it goes? What are you doing here? I see you brought the, the sandwiches we asked you to bring. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know about the Monster Hunter three ultimate. I think it's. I think I am being propositioned. This is scary. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Ah! Now someone's asking what I'm wearing. Oh, they're listening to the show. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Okay. Well, if you'd like to contribute to feedback on RP Gamer. Uh, RPG cast rather you can send a message into podcast at rpgamer.com with your handy trusty email client you can also send us a phone call at 608-729-4098 we'd love to have your phone calls try and keep them under 30 seconds you can also attach an mp3 file of you talking into your phone or something else that can record audio send that over to podcast rpgamer.com and of course you can also participate in the discussion on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com and now my wife is propositioning me on steam this is great. Okay, if you'd like to proposition me on Steam, my Steam username is Sabin1001, S-A-B-I-N-1001, and I look forward to whatever it is that you're going to do. All right, let's see. 
do we got? We got news. First off, did you guys check out the Valhalla Nights 3 trailer this week? The what? The Valhalla Nights 3 trailer. We posted it on our site. No, I did not see that. Okay, I, I watched it. Um, it is a terrible trailer. <laughs> it was really poorly cut. The only part that looked professional was the ESRB logo at the very front of it. So, that's not a good sign. And, um, yeah, they show making the character and some really bad cuts of gameplay. Valhalla Knights 3 seems to be, from this trailer, shaping up to be another subpar RPG like the other Valhalla Knights games. Yeah, but Chris... It, are you sure it's a it's a bad trailer, not just a bad, a bad game? game? No, I mean it's also a bad trailer. Like the audio cuts out like way early before the end of the trailer and stuff. It's it's not a good editing job. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe that's just the game. No, it, it, it's more than just the like they could have done a better job editing this trailer. It is a 42 second trailer. You're trying to sell people on this game that they don't know anything about. You you need like a three minute trailer that makes it look. Wait, super what? A 42 second trailer? Wow, they shot themselves in the foot with that one, didn't they? What? Why? Because most trailer websites like game trailers won't post a trailer that's under 60 seconds. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, see, there you go. Dumb, dumb, well, dumb. yeah, it makes sense. The pre-roll itself is 30 seconds, and then you watch a commercial. That's like half of that. Okay, hold on. It's a 40-second trailer. One, two, three, four. Four seconds of that is the ESRB logo. Um, then we got a story card. Uh, story card. Story card. Okay, scene. Two seconds of gameplay. Hold on. Story card, story card, story card. Mm. Four, five, six seconds. Six seconds of gameplay now. Hold on. Eight, seven, eight, nine, nine seconds of gameplay. 10, 11, 12, 12 seconds of gameplay. 13, 14, 14 seconds of gameplay. No, that's it. 14 seconds of gameplay out of that 42 second trailer. So, yeah. Okay, anyway. Game's coming out soon ish, right? Um, uh, October. Sometime they don't even have a date yet, so that's always a good sign. It'll be out on the Vita. Dark Souls Rock Two. Over. Here's a game people care a lot about, including me, because I'm not scared of Dark Souls anymore. Thank you, Epic Name Bro on YouTube. Um, let's see. Dark Souls Two is getting collector's editions. Okay, so we care a lot about Epic uh, about collector's editions here on the RPG Cast. We have the endless debate about: Is this worth my money? Is this not worth my money? How do I break the habit of buying things that have authentic cloth maps? Because, yes, the Dark Souls 2 Collector's Edition includes an authentic cloth game map. So my question to you, what the hell is an authentic cloth game map versus an inauthentic cloth game map? I don't understand why we print maps on freaking whatever. On cloth? There's so many better materials what, what you can use mean? for that. I don't understand what authentic means there. Like, it, it, it's real cloth as opposed to fake cloth. It's a real map as opposed to a fake map, except it's not of a real place, so it's fake to begin with. It's made they by use the natural company. fibers, Chris. <laughs> they don't it's use organic fibers, isn't it? <laughs> is that what it yeah. is? Uh, they, don't, they don't use anything from DuPont. <sighs> this is not a polyester <laughs> map. You also get a 12-inch Warrior Knight figure, an official soundtrack CD, a collectible Wait, you say figure. Yeah. That mean action figure or just like figurine? Stand still. It's a move. Um, no, I mean it's just a figure. It doesn't move. It's not posable. I don't believe it doesn't oh, look it's posable. A statue. Yeah, it looks like a statue. Yeah. Um. How much? That's the big thing. Tell me how much. 
Let's see. Oh, I have to find that price. I'm sorry, what is that price? Um, We don't have it on the story. Oh, no. There were other stories that had it. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'll go to Amazon and figure it out. Dark okay, so you get a statue. To, oh, mat. look, they're new Kindle fires. Interesting. Um, all right, so $119.99. Uh-huh. It's cheaper than I would have thought. That's the, that's a, you get the art book, the authentic cloth map, the soundtrack CD, and the game in the Black Armor Edition, which is one of those steel cases for the game, and it's all in this big cardboard monstrosity box that you can... You know, see the figure in from the from the front. That's only for the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions. There is no collector's edition for the PC. Now, if that's too much for you, if you order early, you get the Black Armor Edition. And the Black Armor Edition, which again is exclusive to the PS3 and the 360, you get the metal case and the game soundtrack CD. So this is pre-orders only. And if you want it on PC, your only option is a $59.99 standard edition. Sorry. Or wait till Black Friday and get it for half the price. Ooh. Maybe I should do that. So I've been trying to figure out which version of this game to get. Oh, no, not Black Friday. Manny, this game doesn't come out until March 11, 2014. Oh. The the PC version doesn't come out until March 31st. So it comes out early on consoles. All right, Chris. I hope you answer this question right now. How many plastic statues of random characters I do am, you have? In your I house? am not buying the collector's version of this game. Authentic okay. cloth map that is of no use in Dark Souls or no. Because if you've ever played Dark Souls, having that sort of map doesn't help you. Honest, what, what has a cloth map ever helped you in a game? Maybe outside of Ultima, the original um, Ultima. Like Baldur's no Gate type things, it was good for getting a lay of the land, I think. But how? It's just like. The, I'll enter this zone. I'm it in just helps you organize like what's next to what, but I don't think that's useful in a Dark Souls game uh, until like you're maybe analyzing the lore, which I don't think is useful in any modern game. I, I wonder if that art book looks like it's really tiny, too. Yeah, no. Oh, is it, is, it, wait, is it horizontal? Yeah, it looks horizontal. Oh, those are the worst. They're not even worth owning. Yep. I say pass on the collector's edition. Sorry, people. Those art books are so lazy. Well, it might be a foot long. It might be a foot long, maybe? Or it might be as long as oh, the game. Oh, man, it's the size of the game DVD, so they yeah, can pack right. it in. You're right. You're right. Yeah, screw that. Sorry, people. I say no to the collector's edition. Uh, but do watch the like trailer. The ones are full books. Hard the trailer's full kind books, of fun. Like The Witcher 2. Yeah. Well, oh, you're saying like The Witcher 2 collector's edition or the ones that anyone <laughs> that Blizzard puts into their, into their book? Into the yeah, Blizzard editions. includes nice ones. I still don't read them, but they're nice at least. <laughs> All right. There's nothing to read in most of them. I would say the best one is the Diablo 3 one. It was actual text describing the process, development process. Most are just like the StarCraft 2 one, uh, Heart of the Swarm, is just printed out pictures of stuff you can see on the, on their website. Oh, that's the first one I didn't get, so I'm glad that I didn't buy that but- one then. But, but that's most of them. That's what the that's what the first StarCraft one is. That's what all the World of Warcraft ones are. You know what I like are. is the Mister the the Chronic Miss of Pandaria art book. I really like, but that's because I like the art. So, all right, I'm happy so that's I the have thing. that one. I, I think the Apple Three one is the best one because not only does it have all the artwork, but it actually has a lot of text that sort of describes. So this it's is more like a more like a perfect works perfect works book then at that point, isn't it? No, I wouldn't say that because 
it works. Those are the ones from uh They're only in Japan usually. <laughs> no Udon. Yeah. No Udon would uh localize them here maybe. Under the name Design Works? No, Perfect Works. Um think like uh Xenogears Perfect Works where it actually gives you more info about the store the game and universe. Hmm. Yeah. You know which one is pretty good is the Ooh, wow, someone translated the... Perfect Works. Wow. Okay. I don't no, know. There, there's uh, always there are always people nuts enough to translate those. Well, uh, back like, when I was work, interested in Xenogears years and years ago, they didn't have nobody had fully translated it yet, so I yeah, didn't realize well, somebody did that. Oh, perfect! I'm going through this Flickr set later. <laughs> the brutal legend. Yeah, I, I might. I think I might do the same. Actually, <laughs> how do I? The brutal this? legend art book. I think Quinn you pre-ordered it. The brutal legends art book. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, the brutal I, legend. Yeah, I have that art book actually. Pretty good because it's like the yeah. size of a record and it has it's like tons size, of lore yeah. in there. It's a site. Well, I can't remember how much lore is in there. Although it does have um, like big versions of the um, uh, the you know those images that are displayed when you do the lore cutscenes for Brutal yeah, Legend? like the intro. Oh, yeah. Gordon, the Fire God. Yeah, it, it gives you all of those. I think the um, I, I still think the kind of weirdest uh, thing I have that kind of combines an art book with something else is uh, when I bought the special edition of the PS2 port of Nights into Dreams, the original Saturn one, um, it came with a an art book, a sort of reasonably sized art book, which actually presents the story of, of Nights into Dreams as though it was like um, like a children's story. Huh. It was like a, a, you know, like a kind of big book that you'd basically kind of read out of to a, you know, in a sort of traditional telling a kid a children, uh, you know, a bedtime story sort of thing. Um, but it did have, but it had some really good concept art in it. That reminds me, one of the most unusual art books is the one that comes with the Fallout New Vegas. So instead of a traditional art book, what they do is they give you a pack of fifty-two cards, and on each card is different imagery or artwork of characters or locations oh, and descriptions. Oh, I thought it was just a one. pack of cards. Oh, the pack of cards is the art book. Okay. And if it's perfectly into the New Vegas theme. I remember really pooping on that thing when I first heard about that collector's edition. It was I'm like serious. poker you, chips you, and a card deck, and I remember us really talking down about it. I didn't realize it was the art book replacement. No, so. are you kidding me? The Fallen New Vegas is my favorite collector's edition. Is it? Right. Absolutely. One of my favorite. Because you, like, one of the most important things in this game is this metal poker chip called, like, this platinum chip. You get shot in the head for it. And they give you a replica, like a real nice solid weighty metal thing of that one of the most vital things in the game. They give you like little souvenirs from each of the major casinos, each one like with a, your own personal stories attached to them and this little art book and a comic. Okay. So it, yeah, it's fine. Nice. And not only that though, they didn't charge you like $40, 50 $60 for it. It was like an additional 20 bucks. There are people selling the collector's edition on Amazon. Let's see. Uh, for PS3 for $125, for $360, $54, used very good condition. Hmm. You could sell your collector's edition for $13 of Amazon gift card credit. Woo-hoo. All right, whatever. So that's the Dark Souls collector's edition. TGS! Final Fantasy trailers came out at TGS. There were two of import. Uh, the Final Fantasy slash 2 HD remaster had a trailer. Um, that game's looking pretty... Uh, Excuse me. That game's looking pretty. Um, wh- you guys interested in the in the HD remasters at all? Of F ten ten two. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll be honest. I kind of regret playing them at this point in my life. What? Really? With. Yes. Oh, wow. No, that ten, ten's one of my favorite Final Fantasies, so uh, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm over the point where I feel like when someone asks me what's your favorite Final Fantasy, I'm at the point where I'm like, next question. Ooh, okay. And no, then I, the, I, it's just personal yeah. at this point. I, was like, I can never see myself ever playing that game again. Well, Dress Party looks nice. Um... We'll see how that goes. Uh, so I'm still frustrated by 10 and 10 2. You having to buy separate for Vita and and PS3. And have they announced that it's cross save or not? Do we know? Can you transfer the saves back and forth? Anybody know? No, I haven't knows. heard that. I'm not holding my breath. Mm, that's not a good sign. Too expensive. How does that work? Is it auto update to the cloud and just populate? Yeah, Auto- if you have cross save, it you tell you it, choose save it between to the cro- cloud. yeah you choose between saving or cloud saving. Yeah, so you can have local saves right. and your cloud save separate, and then of course good. you'll be- cloud backup your local saves as well. So good, good, good. I remember there used to be a lot of this stuff like maybe on like a transfer it this way and then transfer that. Like if oh, I have to hook man. up a cable and go through a process, I'm uh, never going to transfer. I don't think transferring required a cable, did it? Did you have to have both yeah. games open to transfer? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. No wonder Sony didn't embrace the transfiring. <laughs> I still like the name though. <laughs> Transfer in. Did I tell you I was at the I was at, I was at the Konami press conference in Culver City with the Mega Sixty Four guys there, and we all thought it was a joke. Like the transfiring thing and the whole thing, we thought it was like a legitimate. But the Mega Sixty Four guys like... were involved in the in a project announcing that. I thought weren't they? Yeah. And That's what I'm saying. That's why they were there too. Oh wow! We, they, they're like, we this thought is the real? whole thing was a joke. <laughs> oh, everyone in the everyone who was there thought the whole thing was a joke, and then Kojima started explaining it, and then you should see look at everyone saying, like, "Oh, this is real." Because we thought the transferring thing was something they just made up, some funny name they made up, and they're making fun of the whole thing. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, this is real. Okay. Yeah. Story over. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so also was the Final Fantasy fifteen trailer, which I don't think was a lot of new footage. So I got to tell you guys, I uh, am still. I, I've watched this whole trailer with the with the uh, English words, or not English words. It's all Japanese still. Sorry. Um, I watched this trailer again, which is a lot of footage I think we've seen before, and. I still get bad vibes about this game. The last time I felt this way about a Final Fantasy game was 13. Now, I ended up liking 13, so that's a good thing, right? But everybody else ended up hating it because it basically, well, there's a lot of reasons. But one of the problems with 13 was that this awesome trailer that they showed you all this battle footage ahead of time was only for the intro sequence and nothing like the actual gameplay of the, of the rest of the game. And I really get that vibe from this trailer as well. And all the battle footage they show here really just feels like this sort of intro cinematic fight sequence and will be nothing like the rest of the game. And I'm super, super, super worried that people are getting the wrong impression of this game. So I hear what you're saying. So basically, it's all flashy for this intro to set up everything. Yeah. The introduction to get you going on this adventure. And then once you get to the walking through the next village part, it's really boring. Uh, potentially. Um, at the very yeah, least, very, it, the point is it would be different, 
and whether or not it will be different good or different bad, it, I, I can't say for sure. No, but, it makes sense. I hear you. Because like in like a game like Skyrim, the walking to the next town part is the whole game, and that's the part that looks exciting. Right. As opposed to like this, where it's like the, maybe the bookends are the most exciting parts, or the next waiting for the next big cutscene sequence, rather than okay, let's walk through. Oh, we found the cactar. Okay, keep walking through the desert, walking, walking, walking. Here's a treasure chest. Oh, walk it. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wonder, can you keep up a pace like that the whole game? Right. Now, if the whole game was like this, that'd be pretty cool. But it, it would you be know really it's short not. too. You really know it's not because yeah, the uh, the amount of assets you need to pull something like this scene off yeah. uh, now there's a new dragon <laughs> Get the run up it's back again hmm. that makes sense i hear you so i i'm concerned um that said you want to see like the more mundane aspects of the gameplay i do i want to see the more mundane aspects of the gameplay i want to actually hear these lines in english so i understand what sort of dynamic the characters have with each other because it could be really good it could have like a cool japanese drama thing going on there um but i don't know we'll see um Anyone else worried about the fact that, you know, Square Enix is at the point where they've taken a game that was going to be a side story Final Fantasy, and they're basically saying, well, this is all we got. Um, our plans for Final Fantasy XV have gone to crap, so let's just promote this into an actual Final Fantasy XV. Would you rather they cancel that project? <laughs> what, versus? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I It just makes me think that this isn't going to be like what we're used to as far as Square Enix pushing the boundaries and making a big new traditional JRPG, but then again, neither was 13, so, hmm, I don't know. And neither was 12. Um, I think 12 was because it was bringing MMO-style um, combat and stuff into the single-player genre, so I was cool with that. So, like, pushing the boundaries, though, and, like, pushing the genre, our JRPG genre forward, but no one followed suit after 12. Well, I think that's a mistake. I think more people should, personally. I'm surprised we don't have more games like 12. And actually, we do. It's called Xenosaga. Not, Xenoblade, excuse me. I was going to say, yeah, yeah wrong yeah, game. That's the, that's the wrong one, but Xenoblade. Um, I think they they kind of take a cue from that. I don't know if people uh, agree with me. And the but... next one's going to be only you, right? <laughs> X. Project X. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, one Piece. Uh, we had a trailer for One Piece go up this week. And we've confirmed that it's coming out on 3DS in North America and Europe. This was originally a PSP game only in Japan. So now it's being ported to 3DS. I watched the trailer for it. Um, it looks like one of those kind of crappy little games that Dragon Ball used to have a lot of that basically was a small RPG that tells you the story of the whole series. Or at least the whole series up to the point of whenever this game came out. Um, it doesn't look very good. Anyone disagree? Agree? No one care. It's One Piece. I don't care. It's One Piece. You don't care. I like One Piece. Uh, I read the manga. Um, I'm a little behind on it, but you know what else is new? That's my life. Um, but yeah, this it's one of those trailers where they take the gameplay footage and shrink it down to a small section of the screen <laughs> so that it looks better than it would if it was blown up. So that's never really a good sign, is it? Uh, I don't know. Okay, no one cares. Inazuma 11.3 is coming out. It's out in Europe. John, you jumping on that? Um, David? 3DS. Yeah, well, you should get one. I'm actually now, well, now that I've actually got a job, I am planning on getting one, but I'm Yay. probably going to import it. So I'll be, I don't know, I might end up playing it anyway. 
mm-hmm. in Japanese, so I miss out on the glorious English voice acting, but eh. Okay. Um well You'll miss on miss out on him calling it Ian Azumer. <laughs> Wait, so you're gonna get a Japanese one? Yes. Okay. So I was just thinking that Anne and I may need to also pick up a British one so that we can import Inazuma eleven three and our next story, Bravely Default, is coming to Europe first. So hey, we could import that as well. If you wanna send me if you wanna send me money so for me to go out and buy you a couple of three DSs. Oh no no no, not a couple. I think we could deal with just one. All right, fine. Just the one. <laughs> Besides, we need Chris. to save money for a Japanese one as well, right? <laughs> Why don't you learn Japanese and play some Japanese games? Um, I, you know what? I think learning British English will take me less time than learning Japanese. Forget it's the just... time. It's a, it's, it's a nice hobby. It's a nice <laughs> little project. You have a goal at the end of it. Like, oh, I get to play all these great Japanese games I want to play By forever. the time and... I would be done and ready to do that, We'll be like a generation or two later in the portable space. There's no What's way. What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, well, I, I, having a long-term project is great. I want to build a boat. That, but, it takes you like 20 years to build that boat. I and want then you to play Bravely Default now. I don't want to play it five to ten years from now. But Yeah, but then in 20 years, you'll be having this conversation again. I don't know, maybe I should import the European version. This conversation will continually happen forever. But there's a chance the next generation happens. won't have a region lock. Ah, all right, all right. Ah. But you still need to speak Japanese to play the game. Oh, goodness gracious. Bravely Default's coming out in English, finally. Um, it's that sequel-ish version, that enhanced version. And it's uh, it's coming out in Europe this year, in North America, sometime in 2014. They don't really say when. And I don't want to hear anybody complain about the fact that Europe's getting it first, because Nintendo of Europe is doing all of the work on it. Ah, that makes sense. Hey, at least, at least... We don't have to send 25 letters to uh, Nintendo of America to get them announced it coming here first, right? Like we usually do after Nintendo of America localizes Those letters won't work anyway, according to Nintendo PR. Yeah. Um, we appreciate your thoughts. All right. South Park, Stick of Truth trailer's out, and um, they're confirming that the release date is December 13th um, for PC. No, wait, excuse, excuse me, I've got this wrong. December 10th for PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3 in the U.S. December 13th for 360 and PlayStation 3 in um, Europe, but the PC version's been delayed. There's a collector's edition and pre-order bonuses. If you pre-order, you get four unique costumes for uh, the player character, the new kid that represents you, um, that each come with a special ability. And the collector's edition... All right, let's check this one out. In the South Park Stick of Truth Collector's Edition, called the Grand Wizard Edition, you get those four costumes again. You also get a Cartman six-inch figure that actually looks pretty good. Um, that you know, if you're a fan of the show, you might like that figure. That that that's a decent figure. I don't know. Um, and wait, wait, hold on. Are you, are you, this whole time I was zoning out because I just thought, was, so this is really a South Park Collector's Edition and everything yes. and a release yes. date? Yes, it is the <gasps> Grand Wizard Edition. Yes. I was I was out on the road. I yep. missed this. This, yep. this is relevant to my interests. Yes. Um, <laughs> and in addition to the four costumes, the, the Cartman figure, you also get Cartman's hand-drawn map of South Park Kingdom. Which oh, again, see, that would be funny. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't see a lot of text on the map, Manny. So it just looks like pictures. So I don't know how funny it would be. But... Yeah, he's like eight years old. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Cartman's uh, handbook on much... map. It's. Ooh. Well, now that would be a relevant question, wouldn't it? 
eighty dollars. Oh, that's only like a small bump. That is not too bad. Um, versus especially that Dark for Souls a kid edition. robot vinyl. Kid robot vinyls are notoriously expensive. Oh, is that who's making that? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that here. So, all right. I didn't know those. Yeah, were kid robot over like that. Those are like designer toys. Like, are they? One, they were like one of the original designer toys that launched the. Cr- I have the never crates. been a fan of vinyls, but if I was a fan of South Park, this vinyl looks really good as, as a representation of a South Park character. So. Six inches, uh, you get some digital. So basically, you're just paying 20 bucks for the uh, the kid robot vinyl, which is like, a, what a six-inch one would about cost. Now, do they make the show still with actual cardboard, or did they switch to computers? No, no it's all computers, and okay. they um, it's like the same tech they used to make, like all the Star Wars prequels they, they make South Park with. Okay, so because I would really have wished that... Um, the the collector's figure you got was like one of those full size cardboard things that they used to film the show with, because <laughs> those were they like don't, huge, they weren't they? Like that, like I know. In a, well, in it'd, be, well it'd a be a special thing, you know. It would cost a lot more, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's better that they don't do that show because You're, the uh, when I saw the game at E three, the game looks exactly like an episode of South Park. No, no, I'm not 100%. saying use it for the show. I'm saying use it for um just for the collector's figure. I don't know, man. I want a little vinyl. You want the vinyl. All right. I want a little. There you go. So I watched this trailer. I thought it had one funny joke in it, and the rest of it was like, why do I care about this game? Um, I know some people disagree hey, with fine. me. It's... Manny is probably one of the primary people here would, who would disagree with me. Um, hey, hey, One Piece sounds like garbage to me, and South Park sounds like garbage to you. Well, I'll Diversity. be honest with you. Love... The game, the One Piece game looks like garbage to me, too. Okay. <laughs> the an- I like the anime, the manga. I don't care about the game. <laughs> All right, no, that's fine. That's that's the whole point of diversity. I'm so happy that there uh, we've reached a point where I have more choices than just what's the next Final Fantasy for my yeah. big RPG. So, so I've heard somebody speak of this game as though it's it's basically Paper Mario with swearing. Um, no, it's it's half like yeah, it has like sort of Paper Mario style active combat, but it also has sort of like um adventure game style interaction with the world and mm-hmm. people. So my so my only concern is the the charming part of Paper Mario for me was not the RPG elements it was the writing. So it seems though if I'm not caring for the writing then I probably should pass on the game. So. Maybe who knows? I mean like some of the stuff like when you have like like your with, with your hammer of truth or like your your paladin hammer of justice is just like a ball pin hammer that you hit a kitten over the head with <laughs> or when you do like or when you when you want to breathe uh fire you eat a chipotle burrito and then you fart fire <laughs> to the kid mm. i mm-hmm. think it, it's a different kind of humor then again i've been watching south park since like episode 1 since i was like 12 years old so cool Hey, All right, so there's a difference, though. You get to be yourself. Don't you want to you be do. yourself on Facebook? What? You can be yourself. What does that mean? Create a character. You're the new kid. Yeah, no, I get that you create a character, but what do you mean create, be yourself on Facebook? I already am myself on Facebook. Did no, the, 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 the menu where you interact oh. with all the other people's Facebook, and you get more powerful as you get more, fa- as you get more friends. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, that's, that's fun. I like that. So it's the power of social media. Right. I, right, I cool, noticed. Cool. I would notice that Anna and John have been very quiet during this t- South Park discussion. I don't That's like fine. South Park. Okay, I, I just, don't care. I don't care I, for it. It isn't that I hate the show. I just don't like it, and okay. so the game doesn't interest me. The humor just—it's not my kind of humor. Oh, okay. And that's totally fine. I'm not going to begrudge Anna for that. 
Not for a second. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's like, I'm not begrudging anyone that's excited for this. It's just not for me. Hey, right. let me be the first to say, Dark Souls 2 looks like trash to me. But to some people, it looks like the best game of the year. So it's all good. All right. So I need to ask this question. Does Michael care about South Park? Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> Are you asking a ghost? Yes, I'm asking the oh, ghost of Michael. Michael. <laughs> no, you're actually asking oh, someone who's muted, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Does Michael care about there South Park? I tried to snore, but apparently I was muted. Oh, so you're not a South Park fan either. Okay. No, it's garbage. Oh, wow. So we got a, now we got three to, four to one. All right. Dude, I don't care. If, if, I, if I cared about what was popular, I'd be watching American Idol every night. I'm, I'm you know really... Uh, yeah, I know. I'm really interested to see how this game does, because it, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know how you it's going to go. One major, th- major, major thing. Yeah, what is it? The new season of South Park is about to start, and they can advertise the hell out of it oh, on that show. They okay. can even make an episode that's a complete tie-in. You're right. They could just shill the game the whole thing, couldn't they? They have SouthPark.com, which t- like millions of people go to to watch old episodes. And guess what's on the front page? South Park Stick of Truth. Hmm. It's not for the JR. It's not for the. It's not for our audience, who's primarily JRPG gamers. Which is interesting because it, Trey and Matt are like big JRPG fans, and yeah, no, it's funny, it's weird, but <laughs> that's, that's why they have crossover appeal. Uh huh. So, all right. Well, we'll see. All right. Wall decals for the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. This is a man is interested in, right? Um, actually, there's something cool Wind Waker related. That uh, that's been hinted at. Also, I'll do elements about it in the future. Okay, but not about freaking wall scrolls. Anna, do you want wall decals that look like stained glass windows with uh, Wind Waker characters in it? Uh huh. Oh, you do. Okay. Uh huh. Thirty-seven bucks each. Beautiful cross stitch pattern for it, but it's huge. All right. Well, you should go add these on Blick to your Elfster or your Amazon wish list. Yeah. Actually, Amazon wish list can handle stuff from other sites now, so go do that. So put on your Christmas list. Um, they're thirty-seven bucks. Blick has them, and they're very large. So, all right, Michael, do you like Colin Farrell? Mm. Colin Farrell. You don't know What's who that? Colin Farrell is. Nope. Actually, right. you know the number of movies he was in that are actually good. I can count on less. Like on, I don't need. I don't need my full hand. Let's see. Let's see. He was. Um, Hold on, I'm going through his IMDb. I think Tigerland was like he was the in only the, legit good. Thing. He was in the new Total Recall. Garbage. Didn't see it. Um, I'm, I'm just looking for a movie who I, name I recognize. Scrubs. Tigerland. He was, he was Billy Callahan in an episode of Scrubs. Didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, he was Bullseye in Daredevil. Didn't watch it. Um, phone Booth. He was Stu Shepard. Didn't watch it. It was garbage. Was it? Okay. Um... Are you going to pick something I watch yet? I'm, I'm really looking. I don't see anything. How about not even just something. So it, it's not, shouldn't be a shock that I don't know him then. I don't know either. I thought I knew. I, I recognize his Did name. Did you watch Alexander? He no. was in Alexander. Is that a good movie? He was, uh, no. Okay. But what's her name? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, this is a bad sign then because he's been apparently offered the lead role in the World of Warcraft movie. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Is so, he going to be thrall? I'm, I'm stoked now. We don't know. That would be cool <laughs> if he was an orc. 
I bet you it'll be about humans mostly, though, because costumes. I want are Michael Clark Duncan if he wasn't dead. To be oh cool. yes, because you know WoW doesn't have any money. Um, well, who <laughs> that would okay? That would be a good thrall, by the way, um, Manny. But here, here's the oh, yeah. problem. Mm. What? Uh, the okay. So as far as money goes, and this film. First of all, yeah. keep keep in mind, you know, it's not directly Activision Vision and Blizzard who are making the movie, right? It's mm-hmm. it's Canadian. Uh, let's see, Legendary Pictures. Well, they have money, right? So that that shouldn't be too bad. Um, Warner Brothers seems to be involved. Um, no, they have money. They do have money. They don't have any brains. They just have money. <laughs> Says a former Warner Brothers Games employee. Um, Um, they also Activision Blizzard has a little issue Mm. so there's these people they're trying to split off of Vivendi and then these people sue them saying hey this is just for the benefit of like Bobby Kotick and stuff and then so Activision Blizzard this month have filed an emergency appeal against that ruling of that halted the separation from the from the parents so the continuing story of the Activision Blizzard Vivendi break apart saga is that you know. I think this doesn't affect us, the little people though, like us. No. Okay. Well, no. They, not, I mean, if say they they continue the business usual as a part of Vivendi, are they not going to release the next Call of Duty or the mm, next Blizzard title? Mm, okay. Good point. Well, whatever. It's just that stockholders want their cut of the money. That's so they want to break apart, and the shareholders like, "No, screw you! You're doing this wrong." And then Activision Blizzard's like, "No, wait, we really need to do this, and we'll see what's next." Uh, speaking of what's next, EverQuest next. Oh, wait, wait, wait. oh. You, you I had right a transition. Ah. Yeah, and it wasn't time yet. All right, what what is it? Okay, so Legendary Pictures has has had some good movies. They've done all the Dark Knights. Yeah, the the Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. Superman Returns, basically the biggest thing they've done recently is The Dark Knight and Hangover. But also, don't be too, don't worry too much about this movie. I'll be honest, as much as like Blizzard, they don't have the best track record when it comes to merchandising and licensing. It seems like they kind of just don't care. Because if you look at the quality of their novels, or the graphic novels, or like World of Warcraft, (laughs) you'll pursue. Snack attack. (laughs) I, it's it, it kind of seems like they'll license to anybody yep. if they have at least a good pitch. Yep. Hmm. This is like all, all you need is the pitch. You don't need to actually deliver. So when this movie comes out and it turns out it is as bad as the Dungeons and Dragons movie, who's going to be surprised? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Just uh, just go ahead and get those. What's what's the name? The Wayan Brothers or whoever. Oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, I want it at least to be as good as the first Mortal Kombat movie. No, I would be happy with that. Even, I enjoy the first that level. Yeah. If they can reach that level, you know, it's a little campy, but it's still f- some fun fights and stuff. Yeah, I'm down with that. All right. Give me uh, first Mortal Kombat. I really liked the first Mortal Kombat. Exactly. A lot, Anna, a lot of people liked the first Mortal Kombat. I wouldn't okay. say I really liked it. I just liked it. Yeah, but the second one... Oh my gosh. I didn't see the second one because it was just so tan before I even got close don't to Don't see the second one. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, the, the first Mortal Kombat's a kind of low bar. You know, we're not asking mm-hmm. for, like, the next, you know, Dude, Batman or we were just that happy movie? for a game movie that didn't suck. Dude, that movie had a great exactly. soundtrack, too. Oh, it did. It had one of the best I actually love that soundtrack. I still own that soundtrack. So do I. That was a good soundtrack. You know what's funny? If you ever went to, like, a nightclub in Los Angeles for, like, the next 10 years, they someone would play techno version of that soundtrack. Do, 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 
<laughs> I meant more than that song, but yes. All right. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to do this anyway. Speaking of what's next, EverQuest Next has announced that they are not going to restrict classes to races. This is apparently big news. So I don't know. You'll be able to play okay. any class with any race because apparently Sounds that's a big deal. like most MMOs these yeah, days. I know, right? Yeah. All right. Restricting race to class was something that just right. should have died. Speaking of restrictions, people who own Xbox 360s and have Xbox Live Gold will not be experiencing any restrictions to playing Might and Magic Clash of Heroes because it's going to be free from October 1st to October 15th for Gold members. Haha. Hey, wow, they're finally making gold maybe possible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Clash of Heroes is a prequel to Heroes of Might and Magic 5? You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. That might it's make all the, the kids. story. That might make the story of five make more sense. Yeah, yeah. No. So it's like it's all no? the parents well. of the people that are then in Heroes of Might and Magic. Uh, what's her name? Five. Isabella or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, who plays Heroes of Might and Magic for the story? And second of all, Heroes of Might and Magic okay. Five sucked. I I played here. Okay, that was like my first Heroes of Might and Magic game though, and I didn't know the story the was where, bad. Okay, so that was the one where they decided to go all like almost three D on everything. Yes. And it ran really badly. And it runs really well now. Um, the battles were everything said, just completely takes, repetitive. Now, so here's here's my problems with Heroes of Might and Magic Five, and I know this is off topic. It takes forever, 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 oh, forever, welcome forever. To welcome, welcome to, to like Heroes of Might and Magic. I, <laughs> every every match takes eons, and and it then should. it's it's just eons just to end up losing or not losing or just. It, you'll get in these essential stalemate situations where you can't get ahead. Welcome to Mind Magic. I, I don't understand the game's balance. It seems like messed up. Um, that's another complaint with five. Um, that's one of the reasons why they called six going back to what made four good and skipping five. Well, what made four good besides looking really weird? Um, four was a progression of of three and three was the one that everybody calls like the hallmark of the series, which was the battles usually took about three hours. <laughs> the they battles? Were, oh, you mean the, each the match? Whole, oh, each, okay. each campaign um, battle. Okay. Took three hours yeah. and that was a good thing? Compared to 13 or 14 that oh the gosh. Heroes of Might and Magic 5 take? Yeah. How do you finish a campaign in a game like that? Um, you play 80 hours. Oh, I finished that, one probably. campaign and said, no, nah, I'm done. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. And here on Master Magic Three, I not only played every campaign, I also got all the expansions and played all those as well. Well, here's yeah, the thing I had like four out of the eight expansion games for three. So this must be my problem. I was trying to finish the five to see all the story. So this, I was obviously approaching this the wrong way. Yes. Okay. Um, and again, I've never found a here in Might and Magic story that I'm like, OMG, I can't wait to see what happens because you know what's going to happen. You're going to win. It's going to be awesome, and some people will die along the way. Mm-hmm. There, spoiler alert. Yeah. You know, it's not like the epic story. So the fact that you know there's a prequel, whoopee doodle. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just wanted to bitch about Heroes of Might and Magic Five some more. All right, <laughs> it, it was enjoyable because more bitching should happen in that. I really, I need to find a way to cheat five so I can get through the battles quick. Um. Okay. Oh, I know the perfect cheat. Yeah, it's so great. Don't play it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so Anna likes to play and beat Clash of Heroes on every platform she can. Mm-hmm. So she is currently in her hopper for next playthroughs, I think, include the iPad. No, right? I finished the iPad one. Oh, is it? 
Okay, well, there, there's the Xbox One and then one other platform that you haven't played it on that we have access to. Um, I've played it on the DS, on yep. the PS3, mm-hmm. and on the PC. Oh, then you haven't played the iPad. Oh, maybe I haven't played the so iPad there you go. one. iPad and 360 Ooh. will be her next two playthroughs, and uh, I'm happy to get one of those for free. <laughs> it seems like Anna has a yearly playthrough of Clash of Heroes, which... I do. Apparently, it's that fun. All right. Mm. Michael doesn't agree. John is finding, asleep. I just find that interesting. I don't know. I never got so into it I, that I even finished I it. I think I played a Heroes of Might and Magic game once. Yeah. Um, once. I, <laughs> maybe twice. I honestly can't remember that much of it. Well, I, I got into Heroes of Might and Magic when I was actually playing with other people. Mm. So we would just... Man, do you remember how much we used to play... Uh, was it two or three together? It was three. Yeah, okay. We played a ton of that. Welcome to the other person who played. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> we would sit there and we would just talk in IRC while we were playing back and forth. And so yeah, this was, was before even turns. Skype was around. Yeah, this was a long time ago. Okay. It's been a long time since someone else had tried to penetrate their way into our living rooms. And now... Wow. Can you use that in your house now? Valve is trying to do it. <laughs> They're offering Steam machines. Yawn. It's been announced. They've This week, they had three announcements. Steam OS, an open-source Linux-based operating system built and tuned for gaming. Steam Yawn. machines, um, an effort to make um, Steam hardware from multiple manufacturers, so you can choose whatever you want, and then you can go ahead and keep upgrading it. It's not locked-down hardware, and you get lots of choices because people like choices. And then the third announcement a controller, a weird-ass controller that has two touchpads, which I guess will be good for FPSs or something. Um, but yeah, it's like two trackpads, you know, instead of buttons. And then a couple. If you want a good analysis of that uh, controller, talk to um, no Google search Tommy Refnes. Refnes, he's the he's the other developer on Team Meat, and he was responsible for like the tight controls on Super Meat Boy. And Valve invited him up. Just like yesterday, to go try out the controller, he spent like four hours with it, and he has this whole write-up on Gama Sutra on his blog, talking mm-hmm. about his experience with it, and he said it's uh, it's pretty solid. There's they can do some tweaks to it to make it a much better experience. He's able to play Meat Boy with it. Yeah. Let's see. Too long didn't read. Oh, I love this. Thank you, Tommy. Um, too long didn't read. Great start. Need some improvements, but I could play any game I wanted with it just fine. Oh, including right. Spelunky. He played Spelunky just fine with it. Oh, wow. Huh. So, it, there, there's, it's a good first start. I, I just don't get why it matters. Right, and I mean, this is the thing, is this should be our question of the week, is who is the Steam box designed for? Because I don't know, I can't tell who they're targeting. Because it I sort think of I- feels like... Hey, hey, let me finish my thought, and then I'll... It feels like it, yeah. the people that they are targeting are the people that are invested in the Steam ecosystem already. But if you're invested in the Steam ecosystem already, you probably already have a decent computer. And if you want to put your PC games out to the TV and you have a decent computer, you probably are already savvy enough to Google up how to get a cord to move it out to your TV. And so the Cords thing are hard. 
I know. The thing that encourages um, people that, about Anna, hey, 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 let me finish my last thought. The thing that encourages people to buy something like a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One is because it's an all-in-one thing that you don't need to babysit and upgrade. An Xbox game works with an Xbox. Anna, yes. most people do not have wives that let them run Ethernet cables down the hallway. No, of course not. You run them under the carpet. <laughs> we have hardwood floor. Oh, then you then you have to... Um... You just go in and out of the walls like you're yeah. supposed to. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Real easy. Um, all my coworkers do it. Well, except but my all my machines. basement is finished, so I would have trouble right. doing that. No, you no, you don't. You just have to snake it through with a wire. But I, I need but, to get the holes through the beams. <laughs> not all of these steam machines are built the same. Some are just a streaming solution, so you can stream to a TV far away in your house from that great computer you have. Others are. Do you have a living room that you want to hook up your Steam library to that your computer isn't in? We have a cheap one for that. We have a mid-range here. Or maybe you've been hearing about how great Steam is all these years and you're a console gamer. Here's this high-end one that will basically be a good PC replacement you can put under a TV. And you like a PS4 for the next five years. The problem is, is you can't treat it like a PS4 for the next five years because it has to be upgraded. Not really. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, okay. There are supposedly multiple models of this thing that are coming out. You're saying have to be upgraded. Remember that you can buy a nice gaming PC and get two to three years out of it before you have to upgrade it. Correct. Just and how, like much, a, hey, how much are you going to pay for that? Um, the first time you pay about a grand. After that, you pay about 200 and upgrade. Okay. Uh, depends on the upgrade you're doing, Mike. But let's say $1,000. So if there are three models of this thing, and the first one's for streaming, and that's going to be cheap. Ah. And there's you, going to be a mid-tier one that's for games that aren't You're making in. the assumption that these will cost as much as a gaming PC traditionally does. I'm and, saying that unless they're cheaper than a console, and I don't see how that's going to happen, they're not going to be able to compete in that space. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. If they're targeting console people, they have to charge console dollars. I don't think they're targeting console people. Then I don't know who they're targeting because they're, people they're, who care again, you know, it, it goes back to my point of people that care about the Steam. This this isn't a mainstream push. This is a niche market push for people who like geeky crap in their living rooms. These are people who buy boxy boxes and Roku's and well, maybe not Roku's, but people who buy weird crap, hook it up to their TV, and want to play with this shit. And you know, it's not it's not Language. your console gamer necessarily. It's not your PC gamer necessarily. But I think there's a cross section of people who want to hook up. Weird crap, their TV. And Thank you. It's also, Thank you. It's just That's that was my question. Okay. Sorry. What you say, Manny? Also, this is just their first attempt. This is yeah. just their, them dipping the toe to sort of push Linux uh, as a platform. I think they don't know. Really most. Huh? I think they don't know who's going to buy this stuff, and that's why they're partnering with so many different manufacturers. Like, well, which one of these work? You know, what kind of models do people want? What kind do they not want? And Valve has found a way to experiment and find all that stuff without having to build it themselves. And they have enough money that if all this is an experiment for them to help maybe get more Linux uh, adoption, which is what Gabe seems to really want. I don't think they're barely spending any money at all. They're releasing a Linux distro for free. Oh, no. What a big expense on their part. Well, there has to be some sort of... All right. You can't just be like, well, they're releasing Linux for free, therefore they're not doing any work. Because if that was the case, why bother? Their Linux is already out there. There must be something they're doing. They yeah. must be working on drivers or but something. It is. is, is I, I, I assert that it's nowhere near as expensive as like Microsoft or Sony spend on developing a console. 
Oh. This so is I'm, just the OS, think, though. This isn't the whole machine. Right, and they don't have to work on the machine. Their hardware manufacturer partner works on the machine. They get to waste their money on that. That's why they're partnering instead of doing it themselves. It saves them money. So they, you know, they're supporting an OS. That's okay. They've already started supporting Steam on Linux. A lot of that works coming out of that project. So this mm-hmm. is they're they're reusing assets. They've got people already working on this crap. That you know, this software support thing, this is fine. This is not you know, throwing money in a trash can for them. The real right. I mean the part that maybe they're spending money on, I think is the controller design. Okay. Well, here's the thing I don't like. Why make your own Linux distribution? Why not pick one? I think it's built on Ubuntu. Right, but why not pick one and then work with the community to just make it better for gaming instead of making your own and separating from the community? Because Valve wants more controls. Control over what? It's well, an open we'll source OS. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, I, think, I think what's going on there, Mike, is that normal distributions are not going to have a way to navigate with a controller and that this will. Okay, so all you really need to do is have a UI controller on top right. of X Windows, and you need to enhance the what, controller what is drivers Ubuntu? and Michael, the graphics drivers. Michael, what is Ubuntu? It's a, a Linux distribution. It's Debian with a skin on it. it. Not anymore. Yeah, it is. They branched off a little farther than that. Uh, but that, that's this is what a Linux distro is. You know, our our Linux distro comes so that when you install it by default, everything is in there that you need with the default settings to control it with a controller. Wasn't Ubuntu the whole point that you were... No, that was Gentoo. Gentoo is the one you compile everything. Yes, yes. Ubuntu okay. was just meant, meant to be easy to use. It was, was their it, stick. Um, and, right, but why... See, that I didn't even understand. Why make Ubuntu easy to use instead of make Debian easy to use? Um, I think that's probably an issue to take up with Debian controllers more than anything else. <laughs> I think they would react strongly to... Well, keep in mind, Debian's a purely free distro, and Ubuntu has components that are not the fully free licenses, right? That makes a difference, um, too. Well, they support... Ooh, we yeah, are getting into Linux geekery, aren't we? Oh, we yeah, probably yeah, should yeah. abandon this. Um, <laughs> so <sighs> I think I think the real thing, Michael, just to simplify it, is that this distro, by default, will work with your controller. And that, that can't be said for other distros. You would have to jump through hoops to make that happen. I just think if you released an Ubuntu driver that handled your controller... I agree, but I think good. they want to make this as easy as possible. And I, I think don't think this is the easiest route. I think now I have to go, well, gee, if I'm running Ubuntu... You don't do think I... downloading SteamOS and installing it and being done isn't the easiest route? Then already having Ubuntu and downloading a driver? No, I do not. Ah, but, but ah, this ah, is where, it's just ah, 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 I have an answer to this. If you what? just have Ubuntu, you could just download Steam, and you are done. But it doesn't have a controller. Y- yeah, it does. Then why are they making anything? This is so that you are done. With this. this is dedicated to Steam, dedicated to controller driving. This is not having to download and install Ubuntu and then do stuff after that. This is to just be done. One step. Install this. Done. Okay. Make it as easy as possible for people to jump into this. All right. I think, I that, just... I think there's value to that. And to have you know Steam branding all over the damn box, of course, helps. But you know. Well, that's again, that's back to the hardware, not the OS. Well, no, I meant over the, like, when it boots up, it says the word Steam. OMG, so, what will I do with a different boot logo? I know, right? <laughs> Not like everybody's replaced that anyway. Uh, no, you know what? I don't think everyone's replaced that. But it whatever. usually comes with your WM. Yeah. Oh, man, we're having weird Linux geeky debates here. All right. Big this is why I came on, to turn this into a nerd conference. All right, what's up, John? 
<laughs> so um, I suppose this is a bad time to point out that um, I may consider replacing my Ubuntu dual boot with SteamOS just as, as a sort of experimental thing. I think it's worth experimenting. You know, tr- they, there'll be bake-offs. People are going to compare this to other Linuxes to see what makes games better. And, you know, it's, and it's open source. So when people say, hey, Steam, this sucks because of XYZ. Here's how you fix it. Steam can go, say, go and say, oh, okay, cool. We'll incorporate those. There's nothing wrong about having another distro I mean, out there dedicated we the reason, to gaming. We know the reason why G- uh, Gabe is developing SteamOS, right? Because he, he hates Microsoft. Windows 8. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely well, despises Windows it. 8? Everyone. Well, he hates Windows 8 from a business perspective, not just a missing the start button perspective. Which, by the way, have you seen? Windows has new con- commercials out showing off that the start button's back. Yeah, because that's 8.1. Yeah, but 8.1 isn't out yet. That's the weird part. It's in RC. Yeah, I know. It'll be soon, but it's kind of weird. So, yes, they're showing it off with the Surface Pro 2, which is also not out, which will also come out with 8.1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes sense. They come out together. A tablet no one's wants. I'd, I'd rather have it than an iPad. Really? You're the yeah. only one. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> I would rather, because at that size, yeah. I would rather have something with a keyboard and I can use it instead of just having... Why are you buying a tablet if you want a keyboard? Buy a small laptop or a thin laptop. Buy an Ultrabook. That's what those are for. You, you do not need a keyboard if you were buying a tablet. Also, also that, that when well, you say real keyboard, when you say real keyboard for Surface, I, I hope you're putting like finger quotes around that. Yeah, did they make the keyboard better? Because it wasn't very good. I don't it's know. a I flat get... surface with almost no feedback whatsoever. It's was... it, like in in unquestionably, everyone says like if you want if you're if you're trying to get a small light thing with a keyboard, buy an ultrabook. Don't get this thing. Yeah, like those commercials are so disingenuous. Oh, iPad, why don't you have USB ports and real keyboard and a stand? Why don't I just buy an ultrabook at that point? If that's all I really want. It's like all those features well, are okay, not what so you're going to a tablet for. <laughs> you're taking what I said, yeah, and adding it that I want to buy a Surface. I'm saying as far as things go, I yeah. would rather have a Surface than an iPad. I don't want a Surface either. If I wanted a Surface, I wouldn't own the Nexus 7. I, I guess I don't understand what world you're in that when you come down to a tablet choice, you want um, anything other than an iPad, I guess. Other well, than saving money. The the iPad is right Apple fanboy much? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Not Let's, even. It's, it's, it's yeah. more just like that's Let where the apps are. say what I don't like. Yeah. Okay. The iPad is too large. Okay. Um, it's not really designed to do anything but play games, as far as I can tell. Okay. Um, I mean, well, granted, media consumption. It is a media consumption device. Some, I agree. Yeah, it's yep. not something yep. I can actually work That's right. with. Yes, I agree. Okay. Um, and, 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 and I get to finish. I disagree with Andy and Nako, though. But anyway. And I already have many portable devices that are just so close to the size of the iPad. I mean. My laptop is only 14 inches. But what you're telling me, Michael, uh, what I hear when you explain that is that what you what you really need is not a portable media consumption device, but a small laptop is what I'm hearing when you say that to me. Right. Okay. But I already have a small laptop. Yeah. So it sounds like you're good. Right. Between and, my which phone. I, still don't, I don't understand why you bought the Nexus 7 then. <laughs> oh, the Nexus 7 is because I wanted to play my phone games on a bigger screen. Oh, so you wanted a media consumption device. Um, that wasn't 500 bucks, yeah. Yes. Okay, fair. Yeah, and I think that's why you buy an Android tablet over an iPad. 
And I also had a problem with, well, two problems for that. One, I still hate iOS. Yep. Two, the iPad is still too large. Mm-hmm. I cannot. What about an iPad mini? Well, the iPad, iPad mini is a piece of crap. Yeah, it's it crappy hardware. Out. No, it is not a piece of crap. I've owned one since the first day, and it's one of the best devices I ever owned. Okay. I bought one on day one, and it's a great Man, device. It, it actually never... it feels it feels wonderful in your hand, but the problem is that oh, it's missing the retina and it's missing the hardware to do the the bigger games. Manny, you don't know it is actually Manny. not. It's not whatsoever. I have a Galaxy S4, which is far more powerful than the iPad Mini, and my Nexus Seven is more powerful than that. There's no way I could stand an iPad Mini. Well, except that you could play iOS games that you don't have access to. You know, the oh, iPad Minis is as powerful as an iPad 3. So it's, it's not that underpowered as everyone likes to pretend. No, it is as powerful as an iPad 2. No, it's a power- an iPad 3 isn't more powerful than an iPad 2. The only difference is they put a quad-core processor to handle the double the, pi- I mean, double the pixels. Okay, so it's as powerful as an iPad 2 then. No, no, you don't understand. But you don't get any boost in gameplay performance or anything like that with an iPad 3 over an iPad 2. It's just, they're just, it's just pushing more pixels. As a matter of fact, a lot of games perform worse and has the exact same CPU. It's just outputting to a much higher resolution, so you need the extra cores That's to it. do that. Everyone, sure we're all... No, no, no. I've got, I, have a, I have an ultimatum. No, I have a decree. We are all... Over the next year, we need to buy the newest Amazon Kindle Fires. We need to get the, Am- the Nexus 7s, the no. iPad Minis, and whatever iPad 5s are. And we need to all compare all of them, play all of them, and decide what we like. It's the only Why? way we'll settle like, this. Go online oh, wait, we need Surface Pros, too. Yeah, sorry. Surface Pro 2 2s. I can't. Why? There are benchmarks online that already show this. Oh, no, no, Just no. Just go no. to Anantech.com. Oh, uh, benchmarks. Who cares about benchmarks? I'm talking about full experiences. I want, oh. I want the full experience of what you're playing, what's available to play, how it feels in your hand, how you like the UI and the interface is all of it. Because I mean, it all matters, right? So let's get the full thing. Um, Valve will pay for it. Okay. So you talk to, <laughs> you talk to Gabe and get us to yep. buy the shit. Gabe's going to get it for us. All right. All right. The okay. end. Shadowrun Returns. Speaking of um, tablets, Shadowrun Returns is coming to not Surface Pro 2. It's coming to iOS and Android. It's not coming. It's out now. I know. I know. It's already out on Windows. <laughs> but iOS and Android tablets. No, I mean, it's out now on iOS oh. and Android. Oh, right, right, right. Shadowrun Return is already out. It's on the iOS store. It's on the Android store. Um, and you can go play it for 10 bucks on there. Um, it came out on Windows PC and Mac in July. So more Shadowrun Returns opportunities. Go play it. Nobody why? Cares. Did you play it? Uh, not yet. Then why are you telling people to go play if you can't vouch for it? Because I want them to tell me it's good. <laughs> okay, I knew it. I knew it. Because I, I kickstarted it. I want people to validate my, whoa, my money. Whoa, 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 whoa. You still haven't downloaded it yet? I downloaded it. I haven't played it. It's like opening the open file. No. I'm terrible. I know I'm terrible. Final Fantasy XIV came out. I'm blaming that. Divinity Original Sin has been delayed. This was a kickstarted prequel to Divine Divinity. It's coming out February 28, 2014 now. What a shock. So yet another Kickstarter game has been delayed. Um, <laughs> here's their quote. This is taking us more time than we originally thought. And so rather than canceling a feature or a goal, we decided to move the release of Divinity Original Sin from this fall to this winter, specifically February 28th, 2014. We realize this may be disappointing for some people who would hope the game would still come out this year. But really, we think you'll have a much better RPG experience when everything we wanted to put in is actually going to be in. Now, I'm on record as being a fan of this method. 
I'd rather you delay it and put more in, but I know some people very much disagree with that. So, um, there you go. Hey man, no one remembers the delay. They only remember if it was good or not. Yeah. That's what I say. Um, that's what you say. John and Michael and Anna don't care about, uh, Divinity Original Sin. All right. Nope. All right. Here we go. The arcade-only updated version of Persona 4 Arena has a title. Persona 4, the Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hold. It is, like, the best title That's ever. a great title. Yeah. The Ultima- Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hold hands, adds new characters and new scenarios onto the storyline, um, including Junpei Yori and Yukari Takaba, and a mysterious character new to the series, Sho Minazuki. Uh, we don't know anything about him. Um, and there we go. It happens uh, a few days after the ending in Persona 4 Arena, so it's, I guess the story continues on. A new tournament appears on the TV, and everyone wants to work together to figure out what's going on, and um, we have no idea if it's coming to the, the U.S. versions of the game. Of course not. Yeah. Also, so, just, as a, just as a slight explanation for the title, you do have to remember that the uh, Japanese title for Persona 4 Arena was Persona 4 Arena... Uh, Persona 4, the ultimate in Mayanaka arena. Yes. With Mayanaka meaning uh, midnight. Yes. Ultimax, ultra suplex hold. This one, I have no idea what the localizers are going to do to it. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Persona 4 arena, max. Let's see, what was uh, Giant Bomb's guess? Um, it was really long. <laughs> Let's see. Persona 4 Ultimate, the Ultimax Ultra Super Hold Arena Words Fight Sequel to Update. I like that. Just add words onto it. All right. So, EverQuest 2. Who's been playing EverQuest 2? Ed Walker. Fox. Yeah. He's the only one we know who plays EverQuest 2. But here's, here's if you have an account on EverQuest 2, you've been playing um, free-to-play or silver account, those restrictions are going to be limited on your account. So uh, gold members will be rewarded with a permanent 15% increase in coin loot and 10% increase in mount speed. And then the free-to-play and silver accounts won't have the restrictions they used to have. So that's, uh, I guess, really good if you want to play it for free. And uh, there's also going to be the first expansion coming out on October 1st, Age of Discovery, and it'll be about 40 bucks for that expansion. So EverQuest 2 players or people who want to play it for free but don't like the restrictions, something for you to check out. No, no one cares. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's round out. We got two reviews up at RPGamer.com this week. The first is of Dragon Fantasy 2, Dragon Fantasy Book 2. So you can see what uh, um, Alex, I think, played that, right? Did I mess that up? Yeah. Alex played that. See what he thought of that. And we also have a, a review from Glenn Wilson, everyone's favorite RP Gamer reviewer. Um, or is he our most controversial reviewer? Is he not our most controversial? I don't know. I like having Glenn on the show. I've, I, we should have got him on to talk about this. Entry and Odyssey Untold, The Millennium Girl. We got a review up of that. You can see whether or not the remake is worth your time. The uh, is story it worth mode, my time? Uh, apparently. looks okay. got a really good score. So you should go read that review and check out what Glenn thought about the story, the mechanics, and all that good stuff. <laughs> he still doesn't like the fifth stratum, just so you know. Michael, did you like the fifth stratum in the first game? It's brutal. It was brutal? All right. Well, it's, apparently it still drags. So. That's the one where you beat it, and then you're like, okay, go have fun in this extra place. And you're like, oh, I died on the first floor. That was fun. <laughs> so tell us, Michael, since you missed the beginning of the show, what have you been playing this past week? A week, month, whatever. Whatever. Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> That's it? 
No. Okay. But that's the big one. I mean, I'm sure you all talked about it. We've talked about it a lot. I'll Have just we? say then. All I, that... I think all I really mentioned was I was level 50. Well, I meant not just this week, but... Oh. In general. Yeah, I'm level 40 Dragoon. Um, I'm not really in a rush to get to 50, so I do a lot of other things. I have um, a level 28, uh, what do I call it, Arcanist, the pre-summoner class. And um, I'm just kind of screwing around, having fun. Cool. Um, fate grinding is crazy, though. Okay, so is uh, Lightning in the game now? No, no, not yet. No, not next yet. patch. Okay, she's gonna. Um, be is fate. it? I don't know if it's next patch or two one. Uh, yeah. Uh, by by next patch, I was saying like next major patch. Yeah. So every three months there's a major revision. Two one will be Lightning. Okay. Um, and she's gonna be a Makote in Lightning Returns. La, weird. La, la, la. That's really That's hot. Weird. So hot. Anyway, um. Let's see. I've been playing a lot of things on the phone slash tablet. Um, a couple ones have been... We've been playing Puzzle and Dragons, but I'm kind of getting bored with it because the bosses take so very long. Mm-hmm. Um, you literally blow through seven to nine floors of crap and then spend 30, 40 minutes on the boss. And I'm like, this is stupid. You're just matching puzzle pieces. It shouldn't take this long. I even bitched them, um, including their Japanese hashtag, that this is stupid. And I don't want to play it anymore. Hmm. Um, so I moved on to something called Battle Dragons, which is basically a Clash of Clans clone, but it's for Android. Oh, it's Clash not of out Clans on ours? It's not out on it iOS? It has been out on iOS now. In fact, that's why they contacted me to originally start looking at it. Okay. Um, Clash of Clans, um, Chrissy's been looking into that. I've been, has bit, Anna and I have played that a lot, actually. Yeah, they have a bit more expansion after a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, the mechanics are about the same. Otherwise, um, the clash of clans gets really slow. Like you start to get to the point where it's actually hard to get enough gold to level up anymore. Well, I'm about at that stage in battle dragons. Okay. I need 1.2 million gold. I make about 80,000 a day or something like if that. It, if, if it was just collecting the gold, it'd be fine, but people come and raid you while you're away, and then they take oh, yeah. the gold that you need. So Yeah, because you need to raid them back. Yeah, so if you're not getting into PvP, you can't progress. So I don't like that with Clash of Clans. Okay, so that's really what I've gotten into, is kicking people's asses. Okay. Um, I'm actually almost in the top 1,000 now. Or, I'm sorry, in the top 100. <laughs> top, you need 1,000 points to get there, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm already halfway there. And so I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, things I do like, you don't have to play very long at a time. You typically play 10, 15 minutes to do your boost, grab your stuff, check your thing. If you get beaten by PvP, you're in protection. Mm-hmm. So you can make sure as long as you come back and get all your stuff beforehand, you don't really have to do anything between there if you don't want to. Um, uh, except they can take stuff. Oh, so in Clash of Clans, you can yeah. go ahead and get everything, but they can still take stuff out of your main stores while you're away. Yeah. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, once you lose, you're yeah. under protection. Right. They can't attack you at all. Right. But by the time it, it takes so long to make money, long. I know. I know. But yeah. Okay. So, have you explained this ever to the listeners? No, probably not. Okay, so you have resources that gather and resources and places that store. The resources that gather, they can take 50% per area. Resources that store, they can take 10%. So it's very important to you know, gather when you're not under protection. 
they call it guardian status. Um, I've been playing with different building strategies. I actually haven't lost. The one problem is, is you get attacked and you set bombs and stuff. Uh, the first person sets off all the bombs and loses. The second person sets off the rest of them. The third one says, hey, there's no bombs. I win. So, but in the meantime, your ranking still goes up. So it's not too bad. I'm not really concerned about how much I lose because typically when I attack, I make four times what I lost. Because I just pick the one that has all the money. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, oh, you have 80000 to steal. Bam. Just there. It's my day's worth. I did it in five minutes. All right. So I'm not so worried about it. I think it's just part of the fun of the game. And I'm about to join a level, what is it? I think they're in eighth place in the whole game right now. Mm-hmm. Because I've been in their little guild growing. And then once you get to a certain level, you can move to the upper guild. Okay. Um, the cool thing is it doesn't really matter for first or eighth. There's no real prizes or anything. It's just kind of status. So the best thing you get is people giving you better stuff. Cool. Not a big deal. Um, Wait, you can give stuff to people? Okay, so you have a tribal lodge. I assume in Clash of Clans you have something, too, when you join a group. Yeah, the clan. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and they request give you better for troops. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so now I'm getting, like, you know, the crappy ones that have a little, da- uh, little HP and a lot of damage. And then when I move to the big group, maybe they'll give me, like, an Avenger, and he'll just rip people apart, because that'll be fun. Okay. So things like that. Um, so, yeah, I've liked that a lot. Another game that I've been playing is called Galaxy Legend. Now, this is more of a sci-fi space battle system. Um, it's actually still in beta, I found out. Um, I talked to one of the developers online for a while. That was kind of fun. Um, how to explain this? So, basically, you start with one starship, and you start... Um, exploring this certain sector and there's ships and you fight them and you need to upgrade your ships and you know collect the monies and all that stuff um it's it's not like a building you don't have to build a a city because all the places are preset but you get more ships and set your formations and your tactical abilities and then you attack the computer you attack players you um it's really kind of fun i'm kind of hoping it goes live totally soon instead of just beta but it's open beta, so if you look it up and download it. What's it called? Galaxy Legend. Okay. Um, I've been playing that quite a bit. And uh, it's just really hard to explain. I finally got like four ships, and I can put them all in, and I'm up to like 400 level in the PvP, so I'm doing pretty good on that. And they finally fixed the bug where I couldn't kill the boss, so now I can keep playing. Because <laughs> I talked to Dev, I'm like, is my boss supposed to be missing? He's like... Uh, no? Crap, hold on a second. He says, yeah, we'll do an update in like six hours and they'll just fix it for everyone. I'm like, uh-huh. yay! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yay for beta! <laughs> so, no, I was having a lot of fun with that. Um, I've been playing, what, like two, three weeks on that one? Yeah. I'm trying to think of any iOS games that are like this and I can't. I have not seen a game like this. I mean, I've seen games like Battle yeah. Drag, Clash of Clans, and lots of clones like that. There's yeah. Jungle Heat. There's all sorts of things. I have not seen a game like this. The this closest game, this... one I can think of to this might be Galaxy on Fire, but I still don't think that's quite it. So, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm having fun, and we'll actually do a write-up of it cool. later this Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you for jumping on the show halfway through. 
Mm-hmm. And thank you, listeners, for listening to yet another episode of the RPG Cast. If you'd like to contribute to the show, three main ways for you to do it. Board.rpgamer.com is the message boards, um, moderated by our own Anna Marie Privetier and um, Strawberry Eggs. In addition, we have um, an email comp, podcast.rpgamer.com. Send us your emails. And 608-729-4098 is our Google Voice box where you can leave a voicemail. 30 seconds or less is preferred. We look forward to your comments, and we'll talk about them next week. Does anybody have a question for people? Yes, I do. All what right. would be the easiest and best way for Chris to learn Japanese? There you go. How do I Dr. learn Japanese? Pan. Well, and there's also Steambox. Who is it for? Are you going to buy it? Ooh, yeah. Tell us about Steambox. I like that. Uh, if you want to talk, if you want to talk about learning Japanese sometime, just come speak to me at some point. Okay, we'll do. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week and catch us live on rpgamer.com/live at nine a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. We'll see you next Saturday. Until then, goodbye everybody. Hey, I have a dragons game on my phone now. Yay. <laughs>